That's right. It's time for another episode of That Was Unnecessary, the podcast where myself and a couple of my old pals talk about movies that are terrible. Movies <laughs> that are specifically uh, sequels, reboots, remakes, adaptations of books, adaptations of video games, anything based off of an original property that was just unnecessary to have been made. I mean, such magic. Yeah. Which this doesn't really fall under that category, but whatever. It's your podcast, so well, that's whatever your, the hell we want. That's your, uh... Oh, well, yeah, as far as... So, yeah, so I'm joined, before we get into that, I'm Shane, uh, the host. I mean, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the dude. I'm the I'm the Go guy. The most. I'm the Wizard of Oz for this thing. Um, it's showtime. <laughs> heavily loaded with rich quotes this episode, and I'm joined by the man I just mentioned, the master of nostalgia, Retro Rich. Hi, how's it going? I'm Retro Rich. <laughs> yes, finally embracing fully your wonderful nickname and the guy without a nickname. Because he's just so diverse. I mean, this guy's like, what did that thing Trek said about onions? Damien! <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Cameron, superfan. Kirk Cameron, superfan. Yes, of course. I, how could I forget? I mean, I'm the Alan Thick. Yeah, me and, <laughs> and Rich are more Alan Thick. Yeah. Whereas you stay true. Hey, isn't Alan Thick also that singer? Do they no, have the same he's name? Sang, Robin Thick is his son. Oh, okay. His right. son, but Alan Thick did do the yeah. theme songs for yeah. a couple of the the uh, sitcoms back. He did the yeah. he did the Growing Pains one, right? Correct. He sung that. Yep. Yeah. What was the Rich other one he Rich. did? What was the other big one that he did, Rich? I think he did... Um, <laughs> I don't know, to be honest with you, what the other one was. So, guys, today we are talking about, as mentioned earlier, it's a movie that doesn't quite fit the uh, basic criteria of this podcast, but it is based off of Freaky movies Friday. with this same... Yeah, Freaky Friday, essentially, but movies with this same body swap or gender swap. Mm-hmm. Yep. concept which for some reason are still being made to this day uh G- we're... gender swap especially yeah i probably don't don't leave that in <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely staying in um today <laughs> we are talking about the movie as you could see in the title like father like son Jack Hammond had one of the most brilliant minds in the medical community until he and his son Hi. Hi. exchanged minds. Chris? That? There's no such thing as a brain transference. Now, the doctor See ya. is back in high school. It's really not cool to scam on your own son's date. The main bronchi and its branches are evenly distributed about the circumference of the tooth. Riveting. And his son. Hi, Bob. Hi, Martini. Went down the rocks? No, in a glass is fine. Is a virgin surgeon. Just take off all our clothes and just go at it. Oh. Rubbing and feeling. It's rock and roll. Yeah. You're not all night in my body. You are grounded for the rest of your life. Brain transfers is a very inexact science that you might well match. Don't worry, Mr. Essene. We're not going to let you die. Are we, guys? No. no. God, this is great. I love it. You go right now and do whatever the hell you have to do to get us out of this thing. I can't stabilize him even Like father, like son. So, like father, like son from 1987, rated PG 13, one hour and 40 minute running time, which is beautiful for any horrible movie like this. Directed by Rod Daniel. Do you guys know what connection, what very deep meta connection Rod Daniel has to this podcast? He molested you. Aside from that, he directed the original, the masterpiece, Teen Wolf. 
as well as Canine, Jim Belushi's Canine, Beethoven's Second, and Home Alone 4. So three out of the four of those. Yeah, he had a... All dog-related. Dog yeah, this guy loved putting those dogs up on the big screen. And then Home Alone 4, which I feel like he, this guy's... He's right on the along the lines of I don't know. He's a friend of he's a friend of this podcast, I guess. He's dead, by the way. Rod Daniel died in 2016. Behind the scenes tragedy. Tragedy. How did he die? Um, just a he, dog attack. He made Home Alone four, and he fell from one of the pranks that uh, oh. <laughs> the replacement Kevin. I don't know. I think it was. I think it was old age. He was like, dysentery? I believe in like his 80s. Yes, dysentery. He was on the Oregon Trail. Story by Lorne Cameron. No relation to Kirk. And screenplay by Steve Bloom, as well as an uncredited thing by David Hoselton. He's all over IMDb. He's credited for this movie in every possible spot. But it all says uncredited, so I don't un- understand what that means. He must have just been the guy on set who was like, "No, let's do this." Um, budget was ten point five million dollars. Can you guys guess what the worldwide gross for Like Father Like Son was? I'm gonna say one thirty. One one thirty. Jesus. One hundred and thirty dollars. This was nineteen eighty seven. By the way. <laughs> 130 million? $10 million budget. Oh, what was uh, I'd grow? say 67. No, uh, man, I don't, I'd say like 20, 22. It was 34 million. So fucking god awful. I mean, I um, guess it made money. Well, they were basically, they, yeah, they were trying to capitalize off of Dudley Moore's whole, like, uh, like this was his his height. Oh yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, this <laughs> was an odd one. This is the first time I've seen this. Uh, technically, Rotten Tomatoes score of thirty seven percent, which is obviously not great. Um, but it was only the audience score. There were so few people who reviewed this, who were aggregated on Rotten Tomatoes that they didn't even have a like tomato meter score. It was purely based off of the audience, which gave it 37%. I think uh, Roger Ebert um, reviewed it, though. It seems like he like reviewed everything. Yeah, actually, I have a, uh, a little blurb about that. The film received negative reviews, particularly by famed film critics Gene Siskel and Robert Ebert. Ebert called it one of the most desperately bad comedies I've ever seen. But Siskel showed even more aggressive derision and hatred towards the film, calling it a cheap marketing decision masquerading as a comedy. Which it was, I mean, they were capitalizing not only off of Dudley Moore's success, but this was part of, what's the other, uh, just because it's applicable right now, this was part of the late 1980s mini cycle of age swap slash body swap pictures that included like father like son big Big. 18 again vice versa my favorite of the bunch and dream a little dream which i'm Mm. not familiar with Uh, yeah i don't know that one dream a little dream isn't that your boys Corey Haim and Corey feldman is it the hames the the hames the corey's yeah hell yeah I think it is. I'm really only a Haim. It wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. (laughs) I mean, I like I like Feldman's music, but (laughs) acting wise. (laughs) Why in the Haim? Was that the only disaster he came? Or go for it. No, he has many horrible songs. Yeah, he has. He has one he did on like it was like the Today Show or something. Where yeah, he got totally that was trolled. That was uh, go for it, I believe. And then Essential Millennium is the one where he has like the big music video that's yeah. just all one take, but it's just yeah. so fucking stupid. 
And it's just in his house, and uh, Sean Astin makes an appearance. Speaking of Sean Astin, our cast consists of Dudley Moore as Dr. Jack Hammond, the father, uh, Kirk Cameron, the great Christian warrior, as Chris Hammond, as the son, uh, Margaret Collin as Ginny Armbuster. I still am not quite sure who that character is. Catherine Hicks as Dr. Amy Larkin. She was the woman who worked with Dudley Moore's character, who was from Seventh Heaven and Child's Play. And Star little, Trek. Little the, facts there. The Voyager. Oh, yes. Yes. The best one with the whales. I, I, uh, I, I <laughs> The the girl you mentioned before her was that the the, the maid the boss's wife oh was yes maid. yeah 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 no that was the boss yeah Ginny Armbuster is the boss's wife who he Morse. sees at the bar yeah the super horny yeah the super horny like who Cougar. is who just absolutely wants to cheat on her husband <laughs> at no cost <laughs> uh, Patrick O'Neill sorry to finish this off is Doctor Armbuster the husband as we mentioned and of course Sean Astin. As Trigger, the greatest character in any Whatever. of these movies we've done, I feel like, so far. The worst. Look at a C. A C? A C. God, I, I am dead meat. I am sitting on a hook, rotting in the sun. Flies are, like, gathering around me. I am dead meat. For what? For a C? My dad would give me his porno collection if I got a C. What a name, um, too, Trigger. Dude, he, that was... that Of any... I mean, I've always... I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a super fan of Sean Astin, but I've I've liked a lot of, you know, obviously he's a big part of our childhood with the shit that he was in mm-hmm. back in the 80s. But this, I, I don't know that I've ever seen this movie before, maybe parts of it on TV, but I loved his fucking character. Well, he's he, just... you said this is the director that did Teen Wolf. Yes. So this was like he was like, Styles, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. He was the Styles of this one, yeah. and then Rich. Even we were uh, talking before recording this, um, and you had mentioned he's basically doing his version of one of the two Corys. Like he's because he was in a few movies with them. Yeah. So I could see him being inspired by and sort of <laughs> this he, being he, his he, tribute. He was doing like the early '90s Corey Feldman, or the like. Uh, License to drive Haim. Yeah. What What's funny too is I think this was only like two years after he was in the Goonies, so he had like yeah. a super like puberty growth spurt. During yeah, that. that's true. Yeah, I mean, did you also notice um, one of the doctors, the guy with the glasses, um, is the dean for the college uh, that the nerds went to in the first nerds movie? Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't put that together until you just said that, but yeah, he was the cool in the first nerds. You mean correct? Right? Yeah. yeah, the one who was like him and John Goodman. Yep, were battling it. Was out. it one of the interns? No, he was like the doctor that was sitting. He next was the to him. dean. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he was the doctor okay. that was sitting next to him with the glasses when they were in the boardroom. The guy, yeah, the guy was like his closest buddy in the office. Yeah. Oh, okay. He okay. goes in there. Which, oh my god, we gotta get into this. Tagline, by the way, there was only one for this movie. Getting back into the tagline segment, which... Chris and his dad have accidentally changed bodies. But no big deal. Chris gets the jag and the gold card. Dad gets the fake ID and the bio final. (laughs) So bad. Way way, way too wordy for a tagline. Very... Very unnecessary wording there. I, mean, I remember I remember when they had commercials for this. It was just all shots of Dudley Moore making those stupid faces as Chris, you know. Yeah. All ridiculousness. Any favorite cast members, uh, characters? I, I always love these 80s over-the-top bullies. Just the mm. biggest, like, one-note douchebags. Hey, dickhead! Uh-oh, here comes more pain. Your ass is mine. I gave it the trash. Just agree with him. Agree with him that you're a dickhead. Come on, buddy, let's go. Right now. You want to have a fist fight? Oh, you got it, dork vomit. Yeah, that guy was especially very one-dimensional because he was in maybe three scenes, I feel like. And it was just like, first scene, 
established that this guy is the bully. Second scene, you fucking took my girlfriend out on it. Like, what is with the women in this movie? They yeah, all are just dying to cheat on their fucking spouses. Yeah. And that, that girl, that girl kind of like, sucked too. Yeah, she wicked sucked. She wasn't a good actress. The she was only in like four. Yeah, yeah, she was like in like yeah. four, maybe four scenes, and her dialogue was terrible. Yeah, both of those characters were barely in it at all. It was just like a, we need some sort of protagonist or antagonist for Kurt Cameron's character, because I mean, frankly, his storyline is fucking boring. He's just a kid in high school. Yeah. Exactly. So Dudley Moore. It's like, oh, <laughs> no one wants to sit with you at the lunch table. That's his biggest conflict. <laughs> I know. I can see that. That's the thing that killed this movie was it was like 30 minutes worth of storyline and then like an hour and 10 minutes of stupid incidences that happened either in school or him fucking up in, in the hospital. And that's all it was. There was nothing else yeah. in between. Yeah. It was like, what? Yeah. It was all over the course of one day. Yeah, it was, it was. I forgot about that. Yeah. Right, and the whole um, like message at the end is supposed to be like, oh, these these this father and son realize they need to connect better and need to spend more time together. But there was but none of none like, of that. They ever. set up none, none of that. that. Yeah, it they, was like they both just not... did their own thing. They got pissed at each other whenever they would meet. Yeah. And then break apart again, do more fucked up stuff. Like cheat on, cheat on they their never, boss. They and... never connected once in the fucking movie. Not only that, but no. Chris did a lot of fucked up things, and the dad never like said anything about it. Like caught the couch on fire and then smashed the whole you know outside pool door and stuff. Yeah, that and was, was like, and I was like, the dad, no biggie, that's cool. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Well, well, yeah. Well, the first thing he does is, I mean, I don't know if you guys even want to talk about how they switch bodies. Well, hold on. Let me let me do a quick synopsis. It's a body swap movie where the the science or uh, the the sci fi behind this whole thing is um, so Sean Astin's character's uncle um is some sort of world traveling archaeologist uh, archaeologist guy who is in some sort of native american area i believe of the us do they say yeah he's, he's like in yeah oh he's in mexico right okay so he's in mexico he gets, for some reason his legs cut no he gets bit by a, he get no he gets bit by a snake oh okay okay and so he stumbles upon this like tribe of mexican people who have developed this serum called the bot that what brain transference serum, <laughs> which is the whole I, the whole magic potion behind this you, whole you movie. Know, you know, I'm gonna stop you right there for a second. That yeah. does not make any fucking sense. No, Why would this Mexican tribe who don't even want have, to help I, this guy I, I, don't I, even yeah, have roofs Indian. in their houses <laughs> have this serum, and then the one thing they can think of is, hey, let's use it to help people. With like snake bites, like why don't they sell it on the streets, make some money, and you know, yeah, not like living this, in normal houses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not like this stupid gringo fucking got himself exactly. bitten by a snake. Let's not care at all. <laughs> and you know, oh, yeah. let's just give it to him too. So when yeah, they leave. do, they give him like a gallon of it, just like why? here. It like make nothing sense. bad can happen with us giving you this magic potion that can swap bodies with anybody. Right. So this potion allows the people to switch brains so that I guess it's like one of those. So the medicine man could feel what was going on inside his body so that he could properly heal the snake bite. That was basically the premise of this movie is they have this serum where you switch brains, switch bodies, essentially, and they would use it so that you could feel what was going on inside of the patient's body to be able to properly heal them. So his uncle is saved. They switch back and somehow he gets his hands on some of the serum. And then very casually, Sean Astin, his nephew just has access to this shit. And one day is hanging out with his buddy, Kurt Cameron. And it's like, uh, Tabasco sauce, brain transferred serum. Oh, shit. And then they use it on the dog and cat. 
that Kirk Cameron has. They switch brains. The cat, yeah. the cat <laughs> yeah, starts that barking. Make, that didn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah, that didn't but, make sense. Because Which, I mean, they whatever. Swap, when they swap bodies, their voices didn't swap. So right. Why well, that, exactly. I, and swap? That's something I was going to bring up is, so the father and son in this movie are a British man and an American <laughs> American teenager. Um, a, a, a five foot two British man and a fairly, uh, I would guess around six foot tall, like the mother who they never show because she apparently died, which they make one tiny reference to, I feel like, but, but apparently not only the that, mother is dead. Did you ever notice that people kept on bringing up like, gee, geez, guy, man, you haven't been happy since your wife died. Like, right. Like, yeah, yeah. No, that's asshole. <laughs> You've been an asshole yeah. since your wife died, buddy. You should go. You should go fuck your boss's wife. Um, <laughs> um, so this mismatched, miscasted, I guess, father and son pair. Why does I feel like it would have been great if Dudley Moore did his best American accent once yeah. they switched, and Kirk Cameron been. attempted a British because it was like. Yeah, if the cat and dog are all of a sudden sound like each other, why wouldn't they have adapted each other's accents? Because yeah. they're, it's still their brain. Mm-hmm. Your body, I don't think, determines how you sound when you talk. Well, that is accent. kind of that's a good point though. I wasn't even thinking about that when I was watching, but he didn't really work on hiding his accent that yeah. much. Not at all. Which is yeah, I don't know. You think like an actor would? I mean, I I, I like more as an actor but yeah i don't know you think it would kind of take it a little bit more seriously in their method all right so i guess since we don't have a original to compare this to um what are you guys' feelings i mean we we can we could go on for days about kurt cameron um we'll probably mention some of it a little later on but were you guys like dudley moore fans did you see a lot of his movies uh... once he I did States. for a while, uh, up until uh, he made that movie, The Santa Claus. Uh huh. What? Like, yeah. Right after it. You ever watch it? It's dumb. Oh, Santa, Santa Claus the movie. Yeah. The movie, yeah. yeah. Not the Santa so Claus. <laughs> That's Tim Allen. That, uh, oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> That's so. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Wilson. But, yeah, uh, I've yeah, only seen was, like parts of that. It was pretty isn't that funny. like, yeah, it's like a weird. Isn't it kind of like R-rated or? I don't no. remember. I just remember it not being I, good. I feel like I saw some movie. Prophecy has come to pass that there would come to us a chosen one, and that he himself would be an artist and a skilled maker of toys. From this day on. Now and forever, you will bring our gifts to all the children in all the world. This is your legacy and your gift, as it is the gift of flight. It's them! <laughs> Every year, the magic happens again. Merry Christmas! It certainly should be. <laughs> Until now. What are you? I'm an elf. An elf? Yes. You mean, like, a fairy? I mean, I'm talking modern methods of production here. I... Is that the one where, like, people with guns, like, storm the North no. Pole at the beginning? All right. Well, I don't know what the fuck it's I'm like, thinking. It's like, there's, oh, like, no, a homeless uh... kid, and yeah. he, he meets Santa Claus somehow, and Santa Claus, like, takes these two orphan kids to live with him, become elves. I don't know. It was it was weird. It was a lot of, like, and then... product placements in that movie yeah like mcdonald's and i stuff. just remember my my dad renting it when i was a kid and we were gonna watch it during like christmas vacation and then we put it on and i was like what the fuck is this it was terrible I, I i can only think of three movies really with dudley moore i mean i i i liked him as an actor as a little kid just like his like his kind of comedy big but uh, yeah Ar- i remember arthur this and that santa claus i can't really think of anything else he was in well there was 10 that movie with uh, Bo Derek. So, th- like, the 80s was basically his heyday for movies. And then I think he basically just fell off immediately. Well, actually, the 90s came it, 
well, no, it, I think it was the mid '80s he was dying off, and that somehow they threw him in this movie, and it kind of jump started it again. Really? Yeah, because well, so this came was out in the late '70s. Let me uh, pull this. Oh, that up. was that old? Wow. Yeah, late '70s. I, I know they 80s. did a sequel too, and then he, yeah, and then he did um, foul play with Goldie Hawn, which was a kind of a funny movie, actually. But yeah, he, he he did a lot of movies in the early '80s, and then he was kind of like fell yeah, off right, the face yeah. of the earth. And then '87, was... they threw him in that. Yeah, ten was '79. Arthur was '81. But this was um, Dudley Moore's highest-grossing starring vehicle. What? Yeah. But what? it only made thirty-six or whatever. Yeah, I don't get that. Wow. I thought Arthur was but kind of a hit movie. A- after his Oh wait, sorry. Highest grossing after his back to back star making hits, Ten and Arthur. So maybe it was third? I don't that's a weirdly worded Yeah. Well, I mean, no wonder he didn't get a lot of work done because if this is his third or second highest grossing, like yeah, thirty six million is what not a, a lot, even for eighties. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I think I think Santa Claus the movie was his last gung ho, basically. Like yeah, last masterpiece. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with with uh, with more. I thought he was kind of a good actor. So they have this serum that switches their brains. Sean Astin decides um, he's going to show Kurt Cameron. They try it on the dog and the cat, and then accidentally. Dudley Moore comes home. He's having a fight with Kirk Cameron. He decides to make himself a Bloody Mary, as Dudley Moore does. He was always known as a drinker. Um, and they have put this leftover serum for some reason in a Tabasco bottle. He goes to apply Tabasco sauce to his uh, Bloody Mary and uh, swaps brains with his son. And that is the beginning of this movie. And then they proceed to go about their daily lives acting as each other without ever really consulting. Anyway, we can get into that. But this, the soul, like the, the lack of acknowledgement of the fact that, hey, we've switched brains. Isn't it fucked up that we're, we're living each other's lives now? They got over it so quick. What didn't one of you say this takes place over like the course of a day? Basically, I think yeah, it's, it's like I think one it's night, like two days. one day. Yeah. Oh, wait, um, okay. Yeah, you, no, you're right. Two days. Yeah, it's two days. So the day, so yeah, they like overnight. So this is how quickly everything happens is insanity. But, but did because, you notice that the dad? Real quick, not to cut you off, but after this whole thing happens. His reasoning is, well, now that this happened, now I can do your uh, college. Um, yeah, to become a doctor. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay. Interview. That we, yeah. yeah, we can, I could do the college interview now that we swapped brains. This is cool. We'll, we'll, we'll keep doing this for a, a day or two. Yeah. And like, then, and then Kurt, yeah. And then Kurt, Kurt Cameron is like, oh, man, now I have access to my dad's credit card. Right. Let's go out and party. <laughs> well, that was the craziest thing part of this i feel like is so they within like less than an hour they sort of dealt with the fact that all right we're now stuck in each other's bodies dudley moore as kirk cameron just lies down in bed for the rest of the night and then falls asleep eventually wakes up the next day kirk cameron spends a little time looking at himself in the mirror trying to process everything and then finds his dad's credit card in his jacket pocket and then that same night goes out. Um, why? Who's got crickets going on right now? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, that's pretty loud. Yeah, you're really judgmental, guys. <laughs> <laughs> trying to discuss. <laughs> yeah, that's some more fun behind the scenes shit. Um, so, yeah. Picks up Sean Astin and they go out to uh, a bar. Oh no! First they go on a shopping spree. I don't know. Yeah, what the fucking time of the night is this? That there's still stores open, and they go out and buy like a whole new outfit for Kirk Cameron. They buy a bunch of porno magazines. Yeah, they buy a bunch. (laughs) Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. Is he gonna be like, "This is cool. I got to jerk off my dad's penis." 
Think about it. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's another thing is they seem so like like when uh he has to run that the the relay race for track, he's like with this young body, like I can do anything. <laughs> I don't know why he wasn't trying to fuck more. Ch- like he's a sing- they're both single guys. I don't know why they weren't just going on a old young <laughs> fuck fest. And then that but girl yes. kisses him, and he doesn't do anything about it. Right. It was this, which is so like Kirk Cameron's acting in this. I'm sorry, but what the hell have you done to me? Uh, hold down a little. You're drunk. You're drunk. You're damn right you're dead. Jesus, Chris. Look at you. You've been out all night doing God knows what in my body. Right. Using my cash, probably boozing it up. And where in the hell did you get the money to pay for an outfit like that? I only had $20 in my wallet. Well, Dad. My credit card. My, you used my credit card. Get in the house. You are grounded. Not good. <laughs> Which like, I don't Dudley understand because yeah. when I was a kid, I used to watch Growing Pains all the time. That was probably one of my favorite sitcoms and then like watching this i didn't even get any like wow kirk cameron again it was just he just sucked <laughs> you weren't feeling nostalgic <laughs> yeah i don't know it was just but Does like, it have... if i ever watch family ties i get nostalgic about watching you know uh michael j fox but just watching him he sucks kirk cameron oh yeah no yes <laughs> you know, i'm i'm actually surprised with some of the stuff they had in this movie um like with the porno mags and then like having an affair with the um the boss's wife because uh like kirk cameron i was reading his notorious because you know he's ultra christian or whatever can i just tell you i love being a believer in the lord jesus because being a member of the family of faith means that my sin debt has been canceled death and hell has been abolished for me and even when I die, yet I will still live with God forever. Well, he didn't. That was, that was after, though. Yeah, this was. Yeah, this was before he had his old born again. Really? Thing. No, yeah. because this was after Growing Pains, right? No, it, no. This, this was, was during Growing Pains. This is his first yeah. uh, feature film. Okay. Ever. Because I know in Growing Pains, like if he thought stuff was like too risque. He would like fight with the writers, like you can't have that in there. You know, it kind of goes against my religion. Yeah, that, that was like yeah. in the early nineties, so. Yeah, that was that wasn't until like like okay. half, halfway through the run of the show, when he like got married and then like became born again, and yeah. Yeah, and just probably was, a like, huge wet fart to like right. hang out with. Well, listen, when I was in Lancaster, I I, I saw a guy with this great, fantastic, glorious beard, and um. You're probably noticing all of a sudden that I no longer have mine. And I kind of looked at him and I gave him that 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 nod that bearded men give one another as an acknowledgement. I see. Way to go. Appreciate you representing, you know. Uh, and then I realized my beard was gone. And then, it, yeah, then his acting pretty much exclusively became like Hallmark movies and like Christian. Like he was in that Left Behind series. Yeah, I don't know if you I, guys are familiar with that. I, I showed you that that link of the Saving Christmas movie from mm-hmm. like six years ago, which is like I said, is pretty much War on Christmas, the movie, right. yeah, or whatever. <laughs> like, like he really is like one of those guys that would freak out over a Starbucks cup being red. Do you think homosexuality is a sin? I think that it's uh, it's 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 unnatural. I think that it's 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 detrimental and. Uh, ultimately destructive to so many uh, of the foundations of civilization. I have no problem with if you're religious, but like I just hate these like super judgmental religious types that have to push everything right. on you. Yeah. And you know it works both ways too. Like there's people too. Like uh, if you don't believe in God, like also I think it gets annoying when they like make fun of like Christians too. You know, it's just like dude, just do you. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, me and Rich like Satan, so. It's never been a huge problem. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah, so Kirk Cameron's first move is to just spend all of his dad's money. He's extremely wealthy. Yeah, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. Major not the chief doctor. of a surgery. Or he's a surgeon. Yeah. yeah, that didn't make any sense. 
he was like best friends with his boss in the beginning of the movie, and then in the middle of the movie, his boss goes to his house. Who the fuck does that? Oh, because he said he wanted to check on him because he never misses work. Yeah, but then he's yeah. like, oh, well, I'll see you at work in an hour. Fuck you, I'm taking the day off. Yeah. Well, also, too, so when he walks in on because, yeah, uh, Kurt Cameron, as the dad or whatever, decides to go to school for his son because he's stuck in his body. So then he makes this note for his son... <clears throat> as Dudley Moore to miss work or whatever. And then like his whole thing is, um, Oh sweet. Like no one's here. The maid's gone. I'm going to like crank MTV and like, <laughs> rock, <laughs> like dance in my house and rock out. Like I, I, I'd, I'd like the way Dudley Moore played it, like kind of the over the top slapstick, but like he, he was also most of the time he wasn't really playing like a 17 year old trapped in his body. It was almost like a, well, like an eight year old, <laughs> the way he was acting. Like he Let was me, laughing uh, at the MTV commercials. Like who the fuck does that? Yeah, this is a complete overhaul job. I did it myself. I got it from some chicken completely burned out the transmission. So you're chewing gum. Oh yeah. You want some? I, uh, no, thanks. I, no, thank you. Okay. Listen, um, I got a bail. I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> yep. Let me bring up this quote then from Dudley Moore. Um, he was immediately smitten when he read the script and he said, the idea of swapping bodies appealed to me and it was a good excuse to be a kid again. Although I don't need an excuse. It was just a fun story. I had been 16 years old once and I don't pretend to be a professional adult. I really didn't play a 16 year old. I think that would have been mildly boring. So instead of going for accuracy, we went for the fun of the situation. I was playing an attitude, not an age. So there's right. a lot of very pretentious quotes Does in regards take to it this movie. Or something? Yeah, like <laughs> way too seriously for yeah. this fucking joke of a movie. But yeah, so he yeah, and Dudley Moore tells him, "Don't go to work as me. <laughs> call call in," and then he decides. To still go into, like, why would you ever want to do that? If you guys swapped bodies with your dad and he was a doctor, would you want to go into work for him? No, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) And then he's immediately, like, anxiety-ridden because everything's crazy in the emergency room. And he somehow manages to bullshit his way. Another one of those comedy movies that make it seem like, you know, being a doctor in the ER isn't really that hard. Because you could just... Bullshit like house guests, you know, that uh, Sinbad and Phil yeah, Hartman yeah. movie, <laughs> and many others that I can't think of right now. But yeah, he, I mean, did do you guys think any of that was funny? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I thought it was like I kept on looking at the, the watch and then pausing it to see how much longer I had, I right? Like, oh, yes, that's a common problem. <laughs> I mean, I. No, I, it wasn't funny, but I I chuckled a little, and because I I remember that scene. Um, it, it's funny, dude, because uh, I uh, I've watched this movie a ton as a kid because I mean we talked about that before, like old movies from like the eighties, like on TV was almost like radio now. Like there was only so many channels, so like they just constantly showed the same like you know, 20 or so movies over and over again. So, like, when I started watching this, I forgot the plot. I was like, wow, I kind of remember all these scenes now. I've seen it so much, like, however many years ago. But um, I don't know, that one scene in the boardroom where he's, I don't know why I thought it was kind of funny. When he's he's trying to light the cigarette, he asks the guy for a cigarette. Yeah. (laughs) Chewing gum at the same time. Okay. And it gets stuck on his cigarette. And then, like, he lights the ashtray. I don't know. It was just kind of ridiculous and stupid. It, It made me laugh, though. Yeah, that Dudley Moore scene, and then the one part where Kurt Cameron randomly, um, he's like trying to run to get to that interview for his school on time, and <laughs> he slips on a pile of like soap suds, yeah, and then yeah. knocks that woman yeah. out of the window. Do you guys remember? That? Yes, <laughs> that. Which at first I thought he like murdered her. I thought yeah. they were like four stories up or something, right? She had the uh, agility to hang on, <laughs> but I just, that was the only physical gag that I was like, it sort of almost made me laugh out loud. Sort you, of. You, 
You weren't a fan <laughs> of the uh, when he's trying to have sex with the uh, the boss's wife. Oh yeah, the whole there. lighting the yeah the couch on fire and throwing. <laughs> and it for some pool. reason, not opening the door, but just pushing it through the glass door to break. Yeah, it. that made me <laughs> that scene. I could see being funny maybe when I was ten and watched it, but mm-hmm. or six, I think is when I watched this came out. Um, but it just made me feel uncomfortable watching. Yeah, it was it ridiculous. It was like, oh no, what are you doing? You're gonna fuck this older woman, this sexy. <laughs> what? You're blowing it, yeah. Cameron. I mean, she was kind of cute for an older yeah, lady. She was. I I know I've seen her in other stuff. I can't think of it though. But uh, I think she was in a, around that time I frame. I think she was in a magazine, uh, Biggins. Really? Okay. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. All right. <laughs> Isn't that what Al Bundy read? Yeah. <laughs> Another Al Bundy reference in one of hey, our episodes. <laughs> also, too, um, it's because there down. was um, as that was like a concurrent thing with, hey, um, Dad. As Kirk Cameron, can you please take out this girl that, on this date to this concert? Um, and you mean the autograph concert? Yeah, <laughs> autograph. Yeah. Oh, that was so yeah. But dude, like that. I, I mean, at least with uh, while that was going on, and then like you know, the wife comes to have an affair with uh, Dudley Moore or whatever. Um. So, like, that was going on. Then the son, you know, at the same time is having the date. But, like, they did, like, nothing with that scene. At least with the Dudley Moore thing, there was some slapstick. There was, yeah. like, kind right. of an, an outcome with the couch on fire. and But, like, all that was is, like, he goes there and he's like, this is really loud. Let's leave. Yeah, yeah. Like and then, like, that, yeah. Was, that was the whole, like, scene. It was like they didn't even try to make a funny scene out of this. It just ends with the boyfriend after he drops her off, yeah, like ripping gets... him out of the car <laughs> and beating the shit out of him. It's like he gets caught up in the mosh pit or like someone throws a cigarette in his face or something. They could have done anything. <laughs> he slips on some beer and yeah. knocks another woman out of yeah. the window. Or maybe like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that girl's like super horny and then he gives her like a lecture about why you shouldn't have sex before marriage or something. Yeah. I don't know. Go get a prophylactic out of the restroom. So All right, anyway. let's wrap, guys. I'm going to eventually have to do a montage of all those. Um, all right, I'll bust through the rest of these. So as I mentioned, there a lot of this trivia is just <clears throat> excerpts of interviews. Do you want fries with that, sir? That's what you said in the Super Mario Brothers one. Yeah. Um, yep. Um then so everybody involved in this was very proud of themselves. Uh, director Rod Daniel and producers David Valdez and Brian Grazer, who was, by the way, the uh, Ron Howard's partner there. I forget what their production company called, but he's like a big deal nowadays. Um, pointed to the benefits of teamwork in accomplishing this feat, turning around the production of the movie from conception to release within a year. So this movie... Oh wow! From like, hey, let's do this movie to shot in the can took less than a year, basically. Right, you could never tell. (laughs) 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 Um, they Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron uh, often complained about the demanding aspects of having to play two separate roles. Each had to play a wild, zany young teenager and an obsessive middle-aged medical genius. <laughs> Director Rod Daniel said, It was very, very difficult. We spent rehearsal time working on those moments when they had to deal with each other in each other's bodies and less on the physical stuff, which tends to take care... Like, yeah, okay, he's just I, stating the fucking obvious. seem that difficult. Yeah. You know, acting. They rarely... They, they played their actual selves for about five minutes, and then the rest of the movie was... Yeah, The Swap. Dudley Moore's highest grossing. I already mentioned that. This script was apparently changed throughout the entire production. So, like, they were rewriting it as it was going on. I guess that's not really that interesting, and it also makes sense. 
Um, director Rod Daniel had more than a professional interest in the screenplay. Daniel said, The opportunity to flesh out the relationship between a father and son was very appealing to me because I saw a lot of similarities to my life. My father was a successful surgeon, and like Chris Hammond, I didn't want to become a doctor either. The script just struck a personal note with me. And then we made a garbage fucking movie, is <laughs> <laughs> what he didn't say. Um, according to Brian Grazer, the producer, the picture worked because it's a character comedy that examines how tough it is to be a dad and how tough it is to be a kid. Everybody relates to those things, but everyone also takes them for granted. These guys are delusional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude. Pretty. They really thought this was like a profound character study of a father and son. To prepare for his role, Kirk Cameron became a, a people watcher. Cameron explained, I spent a good deal of time watching older people. I was looking for any differences between a middle-aged guy and a kid in the Jesus. ways they move or how they walk or how they talk. And what I found was that older people are much more controlled, not as flippant as kids. Wow. Dude, <laughs> where was any of this research? Yeah, I think he should have studied more into not being a dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all that being said, Damien, any porn parodies for? Uh, do you have any? Did no. You have to <laughs> no, dude. And I, I, I looked. It's, yeah, there's no porn parodies. But if you type in. Like father, like son, in a porn search, <laughs> yeah. you do get a ton of suggestions. <laughs> all right, what, and it's usually just a father and son bonding over sharing a piece of ass, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Piece of ass, he says. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, I mean, I imagine there's got to be body swap pornos like, like why did they do like a porno of like <laughs> dudley moore beating off and him saying hey i'm really chris inside <laughs> dude there there is i totally didn't make any sense <laughs> speaking of speaking of body swap um i remember there there is this old funny video you could look up where it's uh they have these virtual reality like you know um, when virtuality was becoming big a few years ago, um, they made pornography versions of it, of course. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, uh, they, they have these old people put on virtual reality helmets of like, you know, a guy and a girl like having sex or whatever. But then like halfway through, they, they switched the view. So like the guy watching it, he's like showing the guy's point of view and they switch it to the woman and then vice versa, the woman, they switch it to the guy's view. And, uh, these like old people's reactions to that are pretty fucking hilarious. So that's it. That's the closest, I guess, to a um, like father, like son. Did any of you guys think it was kind of funny how, um, you know, the boss's wife again wants to just cheat on her husband. And at the end, when he tells Dudley Moore, this is right before he gets back into his body. He's like, you're not going to be like the, the chief of staff. And then, He's like freaking out, like, please, please, you got to give my dad this job or whatever. Right. Um, he's like, hey, man, you're still my guy. Don't worry about it. We're still buddies. And then he goes to leave. But then right before he leaves, he turns around and he and he says to him, hey, what did you think was a good idea to try to sleep with my wife? Like he says it so yeah, like, like nonchalantly. <laughs> like <laughs> like this remembered. happens yeah. all the time. <laughs> you didn't really seem to bother him that much. He's like, God damn it, my <laughs> wife again. Yeah. Um, I hated that character, and then oh yeah, and that's of course the ending is. <laughs> Sean Astin gives the bully the rest of the serum that he has instead of just getting rid of it like a responsible man would. Um, and so yeah, which also means that someone that else, which also means that the bully is probably going to sleep with that guy's wife too. Yeah, as <laughs> him. <laughs> Sweet. I would love, I would see that movie if they had made like a t straight to DVD sequel of the, just the bully and the, the uh, head doctor there. It could be okay. Uh, dude looks like a lady. Why did, oh yeah. They randomly played Dude Looks Like a Lady by Aerosmith in one of the scenes and it didn't make any sense. 
Um, maybe like son looks like a father. Boom. Well, that, that <laughs> album came out that year, '87. Permanent Vacation. Ah. Rich's retro knowledge. All right. Well, this is a fucking stupid movie, guys. <laughs> uh, Shane, it's already uh, nice. It's getting real. I think we got another meet the fuckers here. <laughs> guys, these movies stink. And, uh, Thanks. Yeah, we got a skunk system. You've heard the old saying that in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. Well, today in the land of the skunks, the man with half a nose is king. <laughs> it stinks. It's one out of five skunks, five being the worst. Skunks ratings. This is a tough one. I hadn't really thought about this. I, I think I'll go first because I'm the only one who isn't a father here. You like that? Um, just crazy, huh? So anyway, I'm going to give this a skunk's rating <laughs> of... I'm going to give it a four. Almost five, but it... Yeah. It's no vice versa. It's no vice versa. Vice versa actually got a higher Rotten Tomatoes percentage. Wait, so yeah, I'm just going to go four. What's, who's in Vice Fred Versa? Savage. Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold. <laughs> Judge Reinhold. <laughs> Why the, do they name him Judge? Uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. I think he's on I the I mean, spectrum. it is, but that's such a random... I think that yeah. guy's on the spectrum or something, because he's just... Judge Reinhold? Yeah. He's definitely one egg roll short of a combination plate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, four out of five skunks, no explanation. Uh, Rich. Me? What are we feeling? To be honest with you, I would probably give it a four just on the fact that it was made in the 80s and it has some cool 80s nostalgia, but I'm sorry, this movie shouldn't have been made at all. I'm going to have to give this a fucking five. Oh. (laughs) Five ball. It, It was terrible from the start. I mean... Ten minutes in, and I was looking at my watch. Like, seriously? How much longer on this one? That <laughs> I mean, is not the first five you've given. Cameron, way, was but... just, Cameron was just a big bag of shitty diapers. With... You know, for being retro rich, yeah. you always have the harshest <laughs> ratings, I feel like. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just going to have to give it a five. I'm sorry. All right. Damien, Mr. Nice Guy. Let's see her. <laughs> uh, I'd I'd give this a four. Uh, Man, it, the only reason it's not a five is just because uh, a little bit of nostalgia, just because I watched this a lot as a kid. Um, and D- Dudley Moore was okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a four. It's yeah, it's really forgettable movie. Yes, yeah, very. Nothing super funny. Mm. But well, now th- all that being said, do you guys accept Christ into your life? To, uh, <laughs> so, guys, three, like three Father episodes. Like Son, one of the worst body swap movies ever. Stay tuned for Vice Versa at some point in the future. One of our worst episodes ever, too. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't know. To. There's not really a ton I have to say about this movie. And that's our discussion of. What movie is this again? I like Father, like, like Son. Like Son. Don't say goodbye. Say good journey. <laughs>